All right, guys, welcome back to the Buck Fever podcast. The gang is all here. We have uh, Jake and Colby and Eli and myself. And as I'm sat here staring at my Christmas tree, I just, you know, I can't help but think about in just a few short weeks, Santa Claus is going to visit and there's going to be some presents under there. And if you're listening to this and, and, you know, either you're thinking about ideas to put on your wish list or maybe there's a special somebody in your life who, you know, is, is into hunting and you might be looking for some ideas for presents to get them. Um, we've got a, a big list of items here ranging everything from, you know, stocking stuffers to big time prizes here that just a lot of good ideas of gifts that you could get somebody that uh, have been huge for us over the, the past couple of years here. So I think we're going to do kind of a round robin style here, share some of our thoughts and hopefully give you guys some, some good gift ideas. So um, I don't know, maybe Colby, you want to kick it off? Sure. Why not? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> first thing on the wish list here or something that should be on your wish list. Cause I already have these items, obviously. Um, I've talked about this item before, but man, it, it's just been a, a lifesaver in so many instances. And it is, uh, they're called buck cuffs by game cuffs. It's gamecuffs.com, but they're essentially, a a deer dragging tool that makes life way easier if you, you know, shoot a deer and it runs into a tough spot, whether it's, you know, thick in the back brush or down a hill a little bit. We've all been there where you try to, whether you're by yourself, which is even worse, or with a buddy, uh, but you each grab an antler if it's a buck and, you know, you're constantly slipping off of that grip or you can't quite get the right handle on it. Um, or worse yet, grabbing the, the leg of a deer or a doe and, you know, it's, it's, it's slippery. You never seem to have a great grip on it and you're constantly having to stop because one of the two guys are, are losing their grip or whatnot. These game cuffs are phenomenal. It's essentially a cable that has a little circle on the end. You, you let's say it's a doe. You put it over the leg, um, over the top of the hoof, down the leg. You cinch it tight, and then it comes up to a handle with a strap. You put your your hand through the the strap and get the grab onto a handle. And if you're by yourself, you just connect both and put, you know, grab onto both handles with each arm, put your hands behind your back, and you can just go with your legs. Um, Or if you're with a buddy, you know, you each grab one of these handles, and you can really just manhandle these deer. Um, no slip of the hand. You got a firm grip on this handle, and you can get these deer at least drug out, you know, to where an easier spot where you can pull up with the truck or the ATV or something. Or if you got to go a long distance, it still is 100 times easier than constantly slipping on a leg. Um, none of the items we're going to talk about today are we sponsored with. They're just pure items that we believe in, that we use, that we think are awesome. Um, these game cuffs you can get at gamecuffs.com for 20 bucks. Can't, uh, they could fit right in the stocking. Um, a perfect stocking stuffer for anybody that, uh, has had a bad experience dragging deer out in the past and, uh, 
you know, they fit right into my backpack, right into my cleaning bag that I bring along with my knife, butt out, gut and gloves, and these game cuffs go right into a plastic bag at the bottom of my backpack, and they're always with me and uh, pretty much always used every time a deer is shot. So that's going to be my, my first little gift. Yeah, that's a good I, one. That's a good one. And just to piggyback, piggyback off of that, um, we're going to put links to each of these items in the description of the video. Um, like Colby said, they're not affiliate links. We're not sponsored. We're not going to make anything off of it. Just to make it easier for you guys, if you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I want to look into it. Just go to the description, and it should be there for you. So easy links if you want to look into these things a little bit further. Um, but, yeah, moving right along here, Eli, you're up. All right. What do you call a deer with no eyes? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> All right, Jake, you're up. <laughs> well, that was a segue. It connects to my first my first item. Um, probably the most uh, underrated item that not many people know about. It is the XK Glow Green Headlamp. Um, I have, I currently own two of these. I have bought them for multiple friends of mine uh, when we used to have a little bit larger hunting group that would get together. Um, I had bought a couple of extras so that everybody in our group could have one because they are a game changer for walking in in the dark. So it's an XK Glow green headlamp. Um, I found them on Amazon. Uh, they're, I believe, $39.99. And it's something about the green color uh, that does not alert deer to your presence the same as a white light. Um, I know I know red light is really good. Deer can't see the, the red very well at all, but I've never seen a red light where I can actually see what the heck I'm doing um, more than two feet in front of me as I'm walking in. So I'm not going to be able to see any deer that are out in front of me if I'm crossing an open field. Uh, this headlamp, it is super bright. Uh, there's also a dim setting. And there's a third setting, which is a strobe, which never gets used by me. Um, but it also has the ability to uh, focus the light, and it focuses that beam of light. And, like, you can see a solid 100 or so yards out ahead of you. Um, like, it may be considered, like shining if you're using it wrong um but the like i don't know there have been so many deer that i have seen walking in and because of this headlamp have been able to stop let them mosey on their way uh and get out of there or be able to make a decision like well you know it looks like it doesn't look like it's anything significant i'm just going to blow this thing out of here and and keep moving on um their eyes reflect back at you like super well. And like, I've actually followed deer at about 20 yards, like into the woods in the dark. And they have absolutely no idea 
what's going on. I've walked past deer at like 15 yards with the wind in my favor, and they just continue to do their, their normal thing. So I know that Pat has one. I know that uh, I let you guys use one over on our Minnesota trip, and they are an absolute game changer. I will probably never use a normal light to get in or out of the woods. Um, rechargeable batteries too. So, uh, and it lasts a long time. Like if I'm hunting for four or five days straight, uh, you can probably get away with doing that and not charging it. Um, and yeah, just an awesome, awesome product. Yeah. I mean, if you're using a regular flashlight or if you're using like your phone's flashlight or something, I think it's a no brainer. You might as well upgrade and and get a green one like this because i've heard nothing but good things from you guys and and you know other guys out there it's it sounds like that green light there's there's something magical to it that just seems to work so yeah that's that's another good one all right jake you're up what do you got for us well this one's a little more on the expensive end i mean not not horrible you know, and uh, depends if you get it on sale on Black Friday. I know you can get them for like 150 bucks, but um, uh, these are a complete game changer for me. And if you're gonna sit all day, you're gonna want these. Um, a good pair of binoculars. So I have the Vortex Diamondback uh, 10x42s. I absolutely love them. I think they're the perfect size for you know hunting in the Midwest where we do. I mean, you're not glassing, you know, a couple thousand acre fields were out west so i really like them and i know vortex has a lifetime warranty no questions asked which is really cool because you know you stuff happens you're taking this piece of equipment out in the woods every time you go and it's stuff just happens um i know our buddy broke his and he sent they sent them in and you know no problems no questions asked so uh, i highly recommend anybody who hunts and likes to see animals to purchase a pair of they don't have to be vortex or whatever but um, vortex is a very good brand in my opinion and uh, i don't leave the truck without them Um, even if i'm not hunting they're sitting on my dash in my truck just because i like to when i'm driving around or like if i see it i'll pull over and look at it so uh they're my go-to i always got them with me i'm gonna jump in too and uh give jake's gift here a, a, a definite like triple thumbs up and talk about their warranty as well like i use the exact same pair jake's talking about 10 by 42 diamondbacks um a couple years ago i had an issue where i broke my original pair and i had called vortex and they have like a no questions asked warranty and i basically didn't even get done describing what had happened to my pair of binoculars and they asked they asked me the question, are you going to hunt this next week? And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually, I, I think that was the time I had a trip planned to Minnesota, like four days, you know, four days ahead. And they're like, you'll have a new pair tomorrow. And I'm like, tomorrow. And they're like, yep, they're going out like in the next 30 minutes and you will have them at your door tomorrow. And I had them at my door the next day. It was unbelievable customer service. I will never buy another vinyl pair other than Vortex because of that flat alone. Um, but I love my 10 by 42 diamondbacks, just like Jake's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive customer service there for sure. And I mean, if you're serious about hunting and like you do it every year, quite 
a bit, you know, multiple weekends a year, like it's worth it. You know, it's not that much of an upfront investment and it really does make a huge difference to have a decent pair of binoculars versus some cheap pair that really sucks and hurts your eyes and doesn't actually allow you to really see anything that much more clearly. Um, but my, yeah, my, my gift idea is actually kind of a piggyback off of that. Um, the one knock I have on those vortex binoculars is the harness that they come with sucks. It's terrible. Um, you know, there's been times where I haven't brought my binoculars out into the woods because I didn't feel like having that harness on. Um, you know, it's just a standard. I mean, it's, it's good that they give you one, I guess, you know, it's better than if you just had a pair of binoculars with a neck strap or nothing, or I, I mean, you know, good on them for that, but it just, it's, it's not super comfy. It has no features whatsoever. It doesn't really blend in very well. I know Jake and I have had problems, um, turkey hunting. We think that that has sometimes spooked turkeys because they pick out that, you know, lighter brown, um, the vortex bino harness with the white logo that kind of pops out against our darker camouflage. Um, it's just no good. So this past year I upgraded and got the first light. Um, and, and there's like an FHF gear, you know, partnership that they have. It's all under the same brand sort of thing, but, um, it, it is the, the first light, um, bino harness, and so it matches the camo that I wear, which, you know, obviously depending upon what camo you would be wearing, it, it, it could be different, but, um, it, it blends in so much better. And that's kind of a, a minor detail compared to everything else that it adds. Um, it opens from the back instead of the front. So you can get at your binoculars with far, far, far less movement than the standard bino harness. And then all the attachments that it comes with, you can add a rangefinder attachment. So now you can have your rangefinder on your chest. You can add like a, a little pouch for a, a wind detector or a grunt tube, or you can have a gun holster attachment to it. I mean, it's it's really the possibilities are endless. You could potentially even pack super light and get enough stuff onto that harness with attachments that you wouldn't even need a backpack for certain hunts. Like it, it just, it's been a game changer to me without it. There were times I'd leave my binoculars in the truck and now, um, with it, I'm, I'm never leaving the truck without them. So it's a little bit more on the expensive side for sure, but well worth it in my opinion. So that's, uh, that's round one. Let's run it back. Colby, what's your second gift? Colby, are you with Sorry, us? Sorry, I had the mute on. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I'm back. He's back. Uh, yeah, round two here. Um, one of my favorite products that I've been using the last couple of years is um, Arctic Shield boot covers or boot insulators. Um, I've long, for a long time, suffered from you know having cold feet up in the stand and tried all kinds of different things like. You know, layering two, one, two, three layers of socks um, used to really 
exclusively wear like rubber knee high boots and I'd do anything from 800 grain to 1200 grain to 1600 grain boots. Um, and it, nothing ever really seemed to work. Like if you did, if you had the light grain, it wasn't enough insulation and your feet would end up getting cold. If you went too heavy, your feet would sweat getting in and then eventually your feet would get cold. And then I finally came across these Arctic shield boot covers or insulators and essentially they're like a slip on cover that you put over the top of your boots and it creates a, an extra layer, but there's air in between like your normal sock. I still wear one to two pairs of socks, but now I just wear a simple hiking boot. I, don't, I honestly don't even know if it's insulated. It's just the same hiking keen boot that I wear to work every day um, or that I would go hiking with. And I wear one to two pairs of socks but this nice light hiking boot, I feel like I can, for all the terrain that we're getting in, um, or some of these mile hikes in, or hiking up a bluff, or hiking, you know, a mile and a half in on a river bottom, the worst thing about that is wearing a, a 1,200 grain knee-high clunky, uh, you know, knee-high rubber boot. But now I'm wearing this, you know, light hiking boot with a pair or two of socks. Uh, my feet aren't going to sweat. I feel lighter. I'm faster. I'm more, a little bit more agile. Um, finally get up in the tree and a lot of times I can last for a little bit, but then if my feet start getting remotely cold, I slip these boot covers over the top and I usually pack like two extra hand warmers and then slide a hand warmer in, the, in there as well. And there's this air pocket in between your boot and then these you know, new boot insulators that fit, fit over the top. And now you add a hand warmer to that. And now this warm air is just circulating and you know, air acts as an insulator as well. So my feet have not been cold in two years, regardless of the temperature, um, using these things. And I'm wearing the lightest boot I can with only one or two pairs of socks. And I pack these boot covers in, you don't wear them in, I strap them to my backpack or strap, strap them to my climbing stand. I carry them in, and then I only use them once my feet start getting a little bit cold. Um, they've been a, a game changer for sure, and I know Eli uses them as well. Um, my brother Tom uses them as well, and everyone's had rave reviews about them. So you can get them for about, give or take, 50 bucks. Sometimes you can find them on sale, but roughly regular price, 50 bucks. Um they're a game changer for me. For anybody that has cold feet, I would give them a shot, especially if you're walking in um, decent distances because it allows you to wear a much lighter, smaller boot getting in. Um, we can be a little bit quieter too. You're not clunking around with like a huge rubber boot. So that's also a big difference, I think. You can wear a, a smaller footprint getting in. Um, but they're awesome. I, I love them. And there's a little blaze orange polar bear on them, so you know they're warm. <laughs> that is the greatest point the selling point right there yeah there's <laughs> nothing worse than uh, cold toes cold feet maybe wet feet no I mean that's one of the worse, that, but... that's one of the drivers that's one of the drivers that'll drive you right out of the tree right cold yeah. feet or cold hands yep. um, usually if you can keep your hands and your feet warm you can deal with being a little chilled in the back or the chest or something. But when you have that completely frozen toes or hands, boy, there's nothing that uh, is screaming at you to get out of the stand quicker than uh, 
and having those frozen toes or frozen fingers. So yeah, and if you let them get that frozen, longer. usually you can't really do much to bring them back. Right. Right. All right, yeah, that's another good one. Eli, you got a second one for us? Yep, I do. Um, so this starter here might be a true story about my house. I'm not sure yet, but um, a man is grilling some venison when his kids ask him, what kind of meat is it, Daddy? He replies, I'll give you a hint. It's what Mommy calls me sometimes. The daughter exclaims, don't eat it. It's an asshole. <laughs> oh man! So that, yeah, like I said, that might be a, might have been a true story in my house this, this fall. But um, my next item is uh, the butt out. If you've ever heard of it, um, so the butt out itself, I believe, is about ten dollars normally. Um, it's made by Hunter Specialties, and currently on Amazon, you can get a Hunter Specialties gut and buck, gut and butt combo uh, on sale, thirty-seven percent off for fifteen ninety-nine. So, uh, the butt out is a tool that you um, uh, insert into the butthole, uh, push it in there about as far as you can go. You give her a uh, about a twist or two, and then you pull the butthole out. Uh, I always carry some small zip ties with me. I will zip tie the um, intestines uh, as they as they come out, and then I can just make a little cut, and there they are. When you pull the guts out of the deer, the butthole comes all the intestines and stuff come right out with it and they are not connected on the inside so um, it makes the um, field dressing process a whole lot cleaner because you're not getting uh, poop and things like that that are going to come out uh, all over in your meat um, which sometimes can happen with the old school method of just taking your knife and trying to carve around it so um, and then with the, the gut combo with it, um, I do not have that myself. However, um, I do have uh, a gut tool that I use, which prevents you from popping the stomach when you get up near that area. And anyone who's field dressed deer and has accidentally nipped that stomach has probably gotten a wave of unpleasant guts smell in your in your nose mouth and then all you can taste and smell for like the next three days if there's any kind of nasty odor is deer stomach fluid so you don't want to have that um you also don't want to have that touching the the precious uh tenderloins um that are located on the inside of the deer so um nice cheap little stocking stuffer uh for any any ladies that are listening if you want to make your man happy you know just get him a butt out and it'll it'll make things a whole lot easier when he's getting down and dirty after a kill boy that's a hell of a sales pitch there eli uh i think if there's any ladies listening they probably skipped on past that part but um no that's that's it's definitely definitely 
well worth having tools like that because as you described there are certain unpleasant aspects of gutting out a deer that uh, tend to yeah 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 uh-huh they, they tend to linger um and it's it's not not pretty i'm sure jay can appreciate that you get not necessarily with gutting deer i mean you you know but sometimes you got a bit of a queasy stomach to you well, that, well, that's what I was going to lean into because mine is a very similar product to Eli's. But um, when I was younger, like, you know, eight, nine, I couldn't even be around it when I'd got deer. I mean, I'd be puking. And <laughs> even if stomach wasn't hit, I just, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't be around it. I'd be puking, blowing chunks everywhere. And now I got all the deer, no matter who shoots them. And uh, fun story, these two of the does that we shot this year, um, they were both quartering too, so you know that's you're gonna run that bullet pretty much the whole way of the deer. And sure enough, they both tore into some guts, and uh, it was very messy and stinky. But where we are, we take them back to the cabin, and we have a hose where we can wash them out. So uh, this next tool is I don't it doesn't really have a name. I just call it the the pelvic saw, and um, it eliminates the butt out and or even if you don't have a butt out, I. I, for some reason, never had one with me this year, so I would always have to, you know, do the old cut around and, you know, pull it off my hand, and if you can touch your hand through the, the pelvis area, then you're good to go, but uh, these saws are game changers. You just, you basically, uh, before you even gut it at all, you kind of clear away the area, whether it's a doe or a buck, and you cut in between the pelvises, or the, the legs, and basically just like pop it open and then you can you know you skin up grab all the guts and everything and you pull it all out at once and it just slides right out um little messier because you know you're kind of poking at all the intestines when you're sawing and whatnot but for the most part it's pretty clean and uh it was it was a game changer especially with a couple of those deer just busted up inside and we had to wash them out anyway so i really like that um I do also have a butt out in my bin somewhere in case, you know, all else fails. But um, that one's very cheap, too. I think it was like 16 17 bucks. So it's it's well worth it. Either you can't go wrong with the butt out or the, the pelvis saw is what I call it. So um, just beats using your fingers and your buck knife, like Noah was saying earlier. So Yeah, you, you probably should have one or the other or both. Because, yeah, like we had, had talked about a little bit earlier, we'll just take a buck knife and just beat the crap out of it, you know, to push it through the pelvis until it breaks. And that's probably not the greatest thing for your knife, especially, you know, when you're trying to field dress it the rest of the way after that. So as cheap as these other options are and as much easier as they make it, it's kind of a, a no-brainer for sure. But, uh, yeah, so my, my last one then kind of – it's a little bit on a, a different end of the spectrum here. Um, if, you know, if you're looking for something that is – I don't know. I mean, it's just different, I guess. But, it, you know, it, to get a subscription to a mapping service, so like Onyx – or we use Huntwise, or no, we don't, not Huntwise, but I think that is one. Hunt Stand is the one that we use, 
and I know there's a couple other ones out there. Um, but if, you know, if you don't have one yet, if you don't have that subscription or, you know, you're shopping for a hunter who doesn't have a, a subscription to a mapping service yet, whether you're on public land or you, you do some out of state hunts or even just to look over your own property that you either own or have permission on or whatever, it can really be a game changer. You know, we sort of discovered things just by looking at a map within our own property and marking where our tree stands are and marking out where some of the trails are. And things started to click a little bit more for us when we could look at things like that. And, um, our Minnesota trip this year probably wouldn't have been possible. I mean, I know you could argue that you could use a paper map or Googling things or whatever. I mean, there's ways to do it, but they're a lot harder. Um, you know, Jake and I spent a, a bunch of time scouting mobily using Onyx and then also driving around and, you know, actually having Onyx up and kind of using that to follow the map and search for other public lands. So, um, that's something that's a little bit more out of the box. You know, if you don't have a subscription like that yet, I think all of us would highly recommend it. Um, it can really, really be a game changer in ways that you don't necessarily anticipate. So I think that's, that's pretty much, that's a good list here, boys. That's, I mean, I'm sure we could think of a, a bunch of other stuff, but that's a pretty wide range from, you know, some, some cheaper items and some more expensive items and kind of all the way across the board from, you know, scouting to the end of the kill. We, we pretty much covered it. Yep. Hey, what's cheaper beer nuts or deer nuts? <laughs> well, the deer nuts, cause they're under a buck. Aha! Nice. This guy's on a roll. He's on a roll. Yeah, Somebody the why the deer got braces. He had buck teeth. What <laughs> <laughs> a little holiday, uh, holiday laughter. Uh -huh. Somebody cut this guy off. Yeah. <laughs> couple of deer jokes. If anyone listening is feeling very generous, I shoot a 29 and a half inch in the Matthews lift and 40 acres in Iowa would be great. Yeah. Those are also great items on a Christmas list for anyone that would like to, uh, you know, throw me a gift as well. I'd, I'd appreciate yep. either one of those. And Hey, you know, <laughs> if I could, uh, if I could advocate for one other gift, um, you know, Buck Fever Outdoors does have a pretty nice website with some high quality merch items on it that would make a really nice gift for anybody who's into hunting or fishing or, you know, even if they're not, I mean, it, it's still high quality items. We've got hats, we've got t-shirts, we've got sweatshirts, we've got crew necks, we got bumper stickers. There might be stuff on there I don't even know about. We've got all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, the, you know, that'd be my, my final plug for gift ideas. Maybe go peruse it, bugfeverdoors.com, see if you find something in there that you like, and um, that, that, that could be a good gift for you. Absolutely. How did no one say that before this? You know, we got to plug ourselves a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> 
Hey, we, we, I just, yeah, we appreciate everybody uh, listening along. What podcast number is this uh, on the year, Switz? Uh, we'll put this one out tomorrow, so it'll be 48. 48. So we're, you know, getting close to that 52 in a row, a full year, right? So yep. thanks, thanks, everyone, for listening along this whole time, and hopefully there's a gift or two in there for – your wish list or, or something you can gift to someone else that hunter in your family. So yeah, a lot of of good products that made a good difference for us over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit different episode tonight, but one that should be pretty useful. You know, we talk a lot about hunting strategy and stuff like that, but with the holiday season right around the corner, I know sometimes it can be challenging to come up with the right gift for everybody. But if there's a, a hunter in your life that you're shopping for um you know i think they'll be they'll be happy to get any of those items that we listed here tonight so yeah like colby said um we appreciate you guys tuning in everybody who's stuck with us here for all these episodes we can't thank you enough and uh yeah thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time merry christmas everyone merry christmas